This is episode number 277 with serial entrepreneur Kai Pham. Welcome to the Super Data Science Podcast. My name is Kirill Eremenko, data science coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you inspiring people and ideas to help you build your successful career in data science. Thanks for being here today. And now let's make the complex simple. This episode is brought to you by our very own data science conference, Data Science Go 2019. There are plenty of data science conferences out there. Data Science Go is not your ordinary data science event. This is a conference dedicated to career advancement. We have three days of immersive talks, panels, and training sessions designed to teach, inspire, and guide you. There's three separate uh, career tracks involved. So whether you're a beginner, a practitioner, or a manager, you can find a career track for you and select the right talks to advance your career. We're expecting 40 speakers, that's 40 speakers to join us for Data Science Go 2019. And just to give you a taste of what to expect, here are some of the speakers that we had in the previous years. Creator of Makeover Monday, Andy Kriebel. AI thought leader, Ben Taylor. Data science influencer, Randy Lau. Data science mentor, Kristen Kerrer. Founder of Visual Cinnamon, Nadi Bremer technology futurist Publis Holman, and many, many more. Uh, this year, we will have over 800 attendees from beginners to data scientists to managers and leaders. So there will be plenty of networking opportunities with our attendees and speakers, and you don't want to miss out on that. That's the best way to grow your data science network and grow your career. And as a bonus, there will be a track for executives. So if you're executive listening to this, Check this out. Last year at Data Science Go X, which is our special track for executives, we had key business decision makers from Ellie Mae, Levi Strauss, Dell, Red Bull, and more. So whether you're a beginner, practitioner, manager, or executive, Data Science Go is for you. Data Science Go is happening on the 27th, 28th, 29th of September 2019 in San Diego. Don't miss out. You can get your tickets at www.datasciencego.com. I would personally love to see you there, network with you, and help inspire your career or progress your business into the space of data science. Once again, the website is www.datasciencego.com, and I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited to have you back here on the show today. And we've got an incredible guest joining us, Kai Pham, who is a serial entrepreneur. This is a person who has both an MD and a PhD in artificial intelligence. Kai founded the company called DataMind, which was in 2000 acquired by uh, Epiphany for, wait for it, $400 million. That's $400 million. That's the second highest AI-based company acquisition after DeepMind. Currently, Kai is working on a very cool, very exciting project called thinkingnodelifesciences.ai and lots of knowledge bombs. Such an exciting podcast. Literally just got off the phone. Can't wait for you to check it out. Here are some previews of what you're going to hear about. Entrepreneurship and data science. Why data science is an advantage in terms of mindset even to be an entrepreneur. Uh, general, general artificial intelligence versus 
super intelligence and what, what are the differences and why you don't really need general artificial intelligence to get to super intelligence. Uh, democratization of expertise, uh, questions are more important than answers and hence the reasoning engine versus a search engine. Um, becoming a founder of companies and what experience Kai got out of that. Uh, why companies need to move from data-driven and machine-learning-driven to reasoning-driven and what is this whole idea of reasoning. Those are just some of the insights that you got, you'll get from this episode. It was such an amazing conversation. I'm really excited for you to check it out. I personally learned a ton and Kai is a very thought-provoking person with very philosophical ideas so I think you'll find this interesting. So without further ado I bring to you serial entrepreneur and founder and CEO of thinkingnodelifesciences.ai Kai Pham. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast ladies and gentlemen super excited to have you on the show here today and I've got a very exciting guest joining me for this episode Kai Pham calling in from San Diego. Hi, how are you going today? Very good, very good. I mean, you know, uh, how can you not be good in San Diego with this weather? <laughs> That's awesome. How's the weather there? Uh, fantastic, as usual, you know, <laughs> blue sky. So, perfect. And you live in San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah, I live in San Diego. I moved here for about seven years now. Okay, very cool. And it was such a surprise. So uh, for our listeners, I'm in Paris right now in France. And mm -hmm. I said uh, to Kai, like, I'm in Paris. And you just started talking French to me. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when people see me, I, I don't look very a French guy. But I, I grew up in France where I did uh, all my studies, my MD, PhD uh, over there. So it's, it's, it's my mother language, I would say. Oh, mother language. Wow, that is, that is really cool. Maybe we can have a podcast in French one day. I'm really like still, still improving my French, but it would be, it would be interesting. <laughs> well, the problem is, you know, uh, I was born in Vietnam, so I forget my Vietnamese and mm. I start to forget my French and my English will never be good. So uh, I, I don't speak any good language today. Oh, wow. Wow. Very... Oh, on the other hand, you've traveled the world and lived in so many countries. So that's that's exciting, I guess, as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, you have both a an MD and a PhD in AI. So for our listeners, MD is like medical in, in medicine, a doctor of medicine, and PhD is a PhD in AI. How, like, that is such a rare combination. Like, how did you end up having those two degrees? Well, uh, the, the, the reason is, is because uh, I have an Asian mom. Mm. And as you know, Asian mom, uh, you have to be a, a doctor, a physician. <laughs> so, very straight, straight I, to the point. Yeah, so I didn't have a choice. But so anyway, I, I started medicine. But rapidly, you know, uh, I don't have a lot of memory. Um, so it was tough. And... So I said to myself, yeah, why computer cannot just remember everything and, and just uh, uh, get the information I need? And each time I was questioning my chief of staff, uh, uh, how, how, how can you be sure that you make the best decision for the patient? Uh, uh, were you able to explore all the combination? So this is why uh, this kind of frustration drives me to, to AI. Mm. Very, very cool. And um, 
also i was very impressed to find out that you are um a founder and ceo or were the founder and ceo of datamind a leading ai company that was uh sold later it was well it was acquired in 2000 uh, for 400 million dollars that is the second largest AI acquisition after DeepMind, which was bought by Google, I think uh, not that long ago. But that is really cool. Congratulations on that. That's uh, that's a massive, you know, accomplishment and breakthrough, or like the way a massive way you've made an impact in the space of artificial intelligence. Uh, well, yeah, you know, when 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 I started, um, I, I I didn't even have money to buy a PC, mm. and I started. Uh, not to 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 make uh, you know uh, a great exit or whatever. I just wanted to prove that uh, the technology I developed uh, really worked. I, I wanted to go you know beyond the academic uh, environment to show that it can work in the real uh, in the real world. So uh, yeah, and with passion and so on, you you just always find a new way uh, to. To, you know to accomplish what what your dream is about and that's fantastic I find some of the most interesting stories happen with uh, people starting with nothing with when you don't have like as in you said in your example it didn't have enough money to buy the computer and then you find the way you you break through and you create something incredible I think um, even though it's hard at times especially at the at the beginning that's like that I don't know, it creates some kind of hunger in you when you want to really succeed and really make an impact in the world because you're seeing, you know, what situation you're in and you want to improve that, not just for yourself, but for others and make, make a difference in this world. Well, you know, at that time I was, I was younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't picture in my mind, you know, what kind of impact I can have as I, I, I can have today. At that time, I just... Uh, really believe in what I'm doing. Um, that's it, and and just wanted to to share it. Uh, this was the the the, the fundamental uh, engine for me to to move on. Um, and it's 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 not about at that time yet. You know, okay, what kind of impact I can do with this or that? Uh, it it just I just believe in in what I had, and I think that for everybody that have something that they believe in it, um, then then it become a passion. Fantastic. I lo- love that approach. So, and what, what are you doing these days? So what, like you sold uh, or like that company was acquired back in uh, 2000. What have you been up to and what is your current passion? Yeah, so uh, since the company has been acquired, uh, it has been renamed later on uh, to Right Point and so on. Uh, I decided to to start something uh, in social network because the idea is to gather information, data, so it can be used for machine learning at that time. Uh, but then, you, if you remember, there was the, the dot-com crash, and then there was the financial crash in 2008. So it was a, it was a, a roller coaster. Uh, it, was, it was a tough time. And so after that, I, I decided to really spend some time to think about, okay, what really uh, I care. Uh, so I come back to my first love, which is AI. 
and I work on this project for more than six years on 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 system reasoning, uh, which um, Harvard Business Review consider that it's it's going to be the next wave in the next five years. Uh, so I'm very excited to work on that, and we apply that for for life science. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, gotcha. So, what what is this concept? We chatted a bit about this before the podcast that we want or companies need to consider moving from being data driven, which is a very trendy topic right now and uh, and very impactful as well. But uh, according to you, companies need to consider moving from being data driven or being machine learning driven to reasoning driven. What is this idea of reasoning? Yeah, so actually this is a very interesting uh, uh, question that uh, sometimes people ask me, uh, what is reasoning? And actually, it's something we are doing every day uh, without realizing it. So there is mainly two two things that are important for us, uh, pattern recognition and problem solving. So pattern recognition is what human and animals are doing, which means to recognize something. So we recognize a face, we recognize a piece of music, it's everything we are doing in a second. Problem solving is when we start to have some assumption, hypothesis, deduction, test back the assumption to see if it can be true or not and have plan. So problem solving is really what distinguishes uh, uh, more uh, from from the animal kingdom, even though some animals have some reasoning, but not at the level that we have. So machine learning data driven is a, a statistical approach and uh, provide a very, very efficient tool for pattern recognition. Uh, But if you want to go beyond pattern recognition, which means predicting things, if you want to understand things, if you want to be able to intervene, uh, you need reasoning because you need to understand the causality of things and you need to be able to um, uh, uh, have uh, uh, inference in your mind, which means uh, how to deduce things and how to check back if it's coherent with your knowledge. Uh, so reasoning is what you do every day uh, to solve problem. Uh, it's not about just recognizing an existing uh, uh, situation, but it's about uh, generating a new idea, about uh, generating new hypotheses and try to solve it. Mm-hmm. And as we know, uh, correlation and causation are not the same thing. Yeah, we repeat that all the time, but you know, I'm sure if you go into a lot of conference and you start to ask people, uh, actually you will be surprised uh, that uh, sometimes people are confused about it and how many times on TV because they give you some data and it's a very confusing. So I have a very, very funny story about it. Uh, in the 50s, um, there was a perfect correlation between uh, the sale of ice cream and the polio mm-hmm. outbreak. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling that one last time yeah. we met at Data Science Go. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, and at that time people even advised people to eat less ice cream. Uh, yeah, just because ice cream, yeah, you eat more ice cream in the summer, and during the summer the temperature is higher, so it's why you have, uh, you know, the virus is more virulent. So uh, this is kind of example to do not confuse. So basically the correlation was that uh, people are eating more ice cream and they were getting more polio. 
but the but the common denominator was that it's summer it's just hot and that's why like they're not there is correlation but there's no causation between eating ice cream and, and getting polio even though doctors or there was advice not to eat ice cream so you would avoid polio is that is that right yeah so correlation you just observe that something is happening at the same time the other that uh, another thing Mm -hmm. So they observed that the, the sale of ice cream increased at the same time that the polio outbreak is, is, is increasing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not the cause of polio outbreak. Uh, one of the cause, I mean, one of the factors that participate to the cause of polio outbreak is high temperature. Uh, so, yeah, during the summer, the temperature is higher, so that's why people eat ice cream. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's very important to 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 think about that when you go to so many AI machine learning conference, in particular for life science, how many times people are going to focus on the ice cream instead of on the real cause? Mm -hmm. Gotcha, totally agree. And uh, so tell us a bit about your recent or current company, uh, where you're the founder and CEO at ThinkingNodeLifeScience.ai. What is the mission of the company? What is the vision? Why did you create it? Yeah, so uh, thinking not life science, uh, our, our mission is really to build a global library of reasoning network for life science. So what does that mean? Um, today, uh, you have a lot of knowledge, right? And every day you have scientists all over the world working very hard to make new discovery and once they have the discovery, it goes to our publication. And then at some point, it's end up into a, a very big database where you accumulate all these different knowledge. So what we do is we crunch all this knowledge uh, and generate a reasoning network that can either solve the problem directly or help dramatically the scientists to solve it. Because today, knowledge is static human use the knowledge to make the reasoning and to solve problem. So in this case, uh, we want to use the machine to help human to use this knowledge because human can only process five to nine concepts at the same time. Mm -hmm. So how to make knowledge directly reasoning capable, if I may say. So the idea is to build a library where we have different reasoning network for different kind of domain or problem so in immunology in you know microbiome and so on so this is the goal of the company so then um, companies researchers can tap into that like uh, thinking as a service uh, to get the knowledge to solve the problem where they need mm, okay and how how are you going to apply data science or machine learning to to create this yeah, so at the beginning, we do not apply uh, machine learning to do that. Because today, machine learning uh, starts from scratch. It mm -hmm. just uses data to build a system that can make some prediction based on pattern recognition. Um, for me, it doesn't make sense. You have to start by building first the reasoning network, the reasoning model. It's like, uh, you know, in medicine, you go first to medical school to build your mental model, your reasoning model about medicine. Once you have this reasoning model, then you practice medicine and you can improve your reasoning model through observation, through the different data and so on. 
So we build first the reasoning model or reasoning network, and then we use data to improve this reasoning model. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so what will this reasoning network be based on? So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called system reasoning. It's, it's completely proprietary technology, but it based on existing AI technology, uh, in particular intelligent agents. Um, but the main thing is um, system reasoning um, is designed to have a human-like reasoning. This is important for me because if you have a system that human cannot understand, it's limit a number of applications. Uh, the second thing is it's uh, it's not just uh, 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 it doesn't have a logic by itself. In addition to that, it's a framework that can host different logic in it. So uh, because I don't believe that one logic can solve uh, you know very complex problem. It's like human. We 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 are using several logic to solve a problem. We don't have just one logic in our mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so basically, you're going to be uh, aggregating. Uh, all of these uh, different uh, knowledge. papers, knowledge, knowledge about the life sciences, and yes. allowing researchers to helping them or facilitating how they navigate this research and put it together and get insights for their specific applications or products or uh, further research that they're doing. Yeah, well, you, we, we kind of mimicking the way, you know, the, the, the scientists will use uh, this knowledge. For example, if you if you are in synthetic biology and you want to uh, uh, genetically modify an organism to produce something, mm -hmm. what you do is you, you, you have to decide which organism you have to choose and then uh, what kind of genes you are going to put into this organism and then to think about what can be the consequence of doing that. So uh, what we and, and, and this take a lot of time and a lot of experience. It takes years for somebody to, to, to master, you know, a different organism. So in this case, uh, the system digests all the different organism into the system so it can do the combination for you uh, mm. directly. Okay, gotcha. So it kind of speeds up the process. Oh, that, that makes a bit clearer the, the whole example situation. It's okay. like another way to see it. It's like a Excel for thinking. What I mean by that is you can still do accounting on the paper or you want to throw everything into Excel and then you can play with it. Mm -hmm. So uh, like I said, we can only process five to nine concepts at the same time. So it's very difficult for us to combine all the, you know, all the criteria. Or if you take an example with, with the doctor, when you come to see a doctor, you say, okay, you know what, doctor, I have this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, and I take this medication and so on, and I have in my family. So at some point, okay, wait a minute, uh, because it go beyond five night concept. And beside that, the doctor is going to say, oh, you tell me you take this medication for that, but it doesn't make sense. Are you sure it's about this medication? Because the doctor has the reasoning network uh, in his or her mind, so can check back the consistency, the coherency of, of all these different knowledge to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. There, so it can be applied in medicine as well? It can be applied in, in any domain where you have reasoning. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's not just life sciences, it can be in, in other oh. domains as well. 
Yes, yes, but we 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 want to focus on life science uh, today. Mm -hmm. yeah. And San Diego is a great place to be for life sciences. There's a lot of uh, biomedical uh, industry there. Yeah, I mean it's it's a reason why I moved um, at that time from from Silicon Valley to to San Diego to be closer to the uh, uh, life science community. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, you know, the 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 big difference between the two places. Uh, uh, Silicon Valley is more technology, and San Diego is more science, if I may say. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, very interesting. So, and at this stage of your business or of this new company, you mentioned you're uh, in the fundraising stage, and tell us a bit about that. So, this is very interesting. How how much are you looking to raise? And um, you know, like you mentioned, you're not interested in uh, the traditional venture capitalist approach with the exit. Uh, can you provide a few comments about that? I found that uh, quite quite a interesting um, approach yeah. to raising money. Yeah. So um, the thing is, you know, uh, we can either decide to grow the company uh, progressively through our customers and so on. This is one way to do it, or we can have enough money to directly develop the major reasoning network that we believe would be useful for, for the whole community. For example, uh, the immune system reasoning network, or maybe start to scratch a little bit more about uh, the microbiome. Uh, so for that, uh, we wanted to have uh, a, a good funding to just focus on developing that directly uh, instead of growing uh, progressively. Um, VC are fantastic engine for startup and, and grow up but as you know uh, most of them have uh, uh, the four or five years uh, constraint because themselves has to show the return at that time and uh, so we are not interested to have uh, investment where you are looking for an exit in the next three years or four years and uh, we really want to uh, partner with investors that are first looking for impact. Uh, for me, uh, money is the consequence. If you are looking for the right impact, money will be way more than what you think. Um, so uh, impact-driven visionary people who can understand that the 20th century was about information, so it's why you have a search engine. The 21st century is about knowledge. It's why you're going to have reasoning engine. And we want to be leader in that. So we are looking for uh, yeah, investor that can see how this can impact any industry because it's about problem solving. Wow, that is very admirable. And at the same time, when you said that the 21st, 20th century has a search engine and the 21st century has should have or will have a reasoning engine. Like everything came together. What you were talking about before about creating this knowledge uh, or reasoning network. So basically what you're saying is that you're effectively creating or your goal is to create like a Google, but not one that just searches through information, one that helps you reason. Is that is that what you're creating? Uh, you just summarize that, yeah. That is so cool. That is so, and, and I can totally see myself doing that. Like, if I have a question, for instance, right now I go on Google. I don't know, like how how to make a vegan lasagna, 
right? And then I get all these recipes and I have to go through all this information myself. If on the other hand, there was some sort of other engine that was a reasoning engine and I put in that question, it wouldn't just give me information, it would actually, I guess, tailor some answer to me and it would say, you need to take these following steps or based on your preferences, Kirill, and based on what you've told us about yourself, this is what you're going to enjoy the most and and how many people are coming? This is what you're going to need and blah, 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 something like that. Is that, is that like uh, in a very rough description, is that the difference? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the, the, the thing is, you know, a lot of time people are talking about AI is going to take job, right? And, mm -hmm. and change job. Uh, the answer is yes. Uh, however, um, the role of human will be very different. Uh, for me, uh, human, we are not designed to work. Uh, we are very weak. And uh, until now, the thinking, the reasoning apparently is, is the main thing, but machines start to get better and better. And each time that humanity, we, we build machine, it ends up always better than us. So what I mean is in the future, uh, human, we are no more there to solve problem. We are there to ask the right question. Wow. So. Um, this is going to be a big shift because even in education today, everything is designed based on the good answer you give. But now who cares about the good answer? Uh, you can already start to see that with Google, Alexa and so on, right? Uh, but later on, it's about problem solving. So what is, will be important is what is the question we ask to the system to solve? that really matter. Uh, so this is how I envision the, 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 the future. And um, by doing so, we are going to democratize expertise, make it way cheaper, because the biggest asset that humanity we have is, is not knowledge, it's expertise, how to use it. But it's extremely uh, rare and expensive, and not everybody can benefit from that. So the consequence of putting that into um, the machine uh, in a digital way, uh, we we can really uh, you know share uh, and scale uh, all this expertise to to help way more people and solve major problem with environment and so on. So this is the the mission and the dream for the company. What an amazing dream! I can totally get behind that. Love love the dream. How far away are we from this? So how far are we from away from where Machines are so good at answering questions that it's no longer an, an occupation or even an advantage for a human to be able to answer questions. And the, it all boils down to asking, oh, sorry, yeah, it all boils down to asking the questions rather than answering. So for now, humans are still better than machines, in my view, at answering sophisticated questions involving multiple domains. How far are we away from machines becoming the go-to for the answers to the questions. Yeah, so it, it's not a black and white. Um, if, if, if we talk about, you know, a situation where uh, it becomes systematically, the machine uh, does it better. Yeah, a lot of people talk about the singularity, right? Uh, and uh, however, the singularity for me, we will get there not with the machine learning only. We need the reasoning. Um, so this would be, yeah, would make sense at that time. 
Now, the other thing is, you know, people talk a lot about narrow AI, general AI, and super intelligence. Um, I believe that we don't need general AI to reach super intelligence. Uh, what I mean by that is, um, who cares about a system that know how to go to a restaurant and understand uh, the menu and so on? Maybe what machine is better is to have a network of very uh, uh, high skill uh, expertise connected all these different expertise together to solve extremely complex problem. So I think that if we talk about uh, a general way to solve any kind of problem, yeah, singularity makes sense. But already today, uh, we can apply a number of uh, uh, in a number of uh, uh, application to solve very complex problem. Uh, which sometimes people call that narrow AI. But what if we make a network of narrow AI? Mm, mm, okay, very interesting. So could you summarize, what's the difference between general AI and super intelligence? Yeah, usually when people talk about general AI is a machine that, uh, you know, uh, can understand and, 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 and at, at, at the human level. And, mm -hmm. and solve problem at the human level. Uh, and uh, super intelligence is way beyond human level. Um, the thing is, um, like I said, uh, we don't I really don't need general yeah, AI to get to superhuman level. Yes, for a number of domain. And then uh, why don't we just, for example, connect all these uh, super intelligence in medical, in biology, in aerospace, in, uh, in environment, in agriculture, we combine them together. And maybe the system understand nothing about how to behave in the restaurant. Or, yeah. or how to can't... go bowling or how to have a picnic, you know, the human things. Yeah, uh, maybe we, we don't care much. Very interesting. Okay, and um, so I, uh, the the cliche question: Are you afraid that a system like that would take over the world? Uh, I believe that it's it's going to change it, uh, and it's going to. Uh, uh, um, for me, technology is part of nature. It's just it's just nature that found a, a faster way to accelerate evolution. Mm. Uh, so we used to think that evolution is based on biology. Uh, well, uh, now there is technology because technology comes from us and we are part of nature. Mm -hmm. So uh, the way I see it is that at some point uh, we are going to have a branch, uh, you know, like between uh, the apes and, and, and human, we're going to have a branch between human and machine. Machine mm -hmm. is going to have its own evolution because it will be able to build better and better machine by itself. And human, we will uh, be free from solving uh, quote unquote either stupid problem or even complex problem. We will be free from that. We 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 will be able to develop something that we were not able to develop until now because we were busy. Uh, with our brain to remember things or to solve problem. Maybe we're going to be able to, like I said, just spend our time 
to think about what is the best next question. Mm. Very, okay. Don't you think that if everybody's thinking what's the best next question, then a lot of people will be bored or just um, have not much to do and become restless in their mind? Yeah, so uh, I think that, you know, um, uh, in, 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 in your life, um, there are a lot of things that you, you realize that uh, how many times people say, oh, at the end of the day of my life, my family was the most important and I didn't spend enough time yeah. uh, and, and so on and so on. So I don't think that uh, because we, we associate too much human with intelligence, but intelligence is just part of us. We, we have a bunch of other dimensions that uh, maybe we don't develop enough because our society uh, is so demanding on us to solve problems. And we don't have time to develop the other part of, 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 of the human part. Mm. The other thing is when you, when you spend time to think about a question, you, you, you don't do, of course, you don't do stupid things. What mm. I mean by that is you think about it. You, you, you are not doing things without thinking about the consequence of it. And so I think it will allow human beings to be deeper, to be wiser, and to have more time. Uh, to develop the human dimension because a lot of time I think we are not human yet mm -hmm. we are pre-human and we just take the title of human when you see what's going on in the world um, some behavior is difficult I mean it's difficult to to be compatible with 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 the human definition mm. like what for example well the 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 lack the 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 lack of compassion mm. uh, amazed me uh, because I think that it's it's one of the major uh, 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 feature of human being, mm -hmm. and without that, we we would not exist. Because at the beginning, we were so weak, we helped each other uh, to grow and so on. And our society today is doing more and more things to to get us more isolated and 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 compassion agnostic uh, I mean to yeah so compassion is is something that I think is very interesting to to think mm -hmm. about yeah it's uh, I see what you mean I, I was going to say that it feels like we've actually moved in that sense from human back to pre-human I think it hasn't been this way always yes. I think there's been compassion before as you said for us to survive previously Without technology, without all these um, bottom layers of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs taken care of mm -hmm. by automation and um, economies of scale and things like that. Before, we had to have compassion, but it feels like I agree with you. Some of the things that we see happening in the world demonstrate a severe lack of compassion in um, or some like the race going towards a lack of compassion and that's that's a bit of a shame as well and um looks like we're moving backwards in that sense so yeah what you're saying is by having technology or ai take further or take over further of the answering of the questions we'll have more time for compassion and more time to spend with our loved ones and families and actually be humans not pre-humans well, you know, I am an extreme uh, optimistic person, so uh, uh, it's, it's only my personal opinion. Uh, yes, I, I, I think that at least uh, 
machine is going to help us uh, to do not spend our time for things that are not worth. Mm -hmm. um, when you think about, you know, what is the probability for you to exist? It's ridiculous. Um, and we apparently have one life and we are going to spend our life to, to go in the morning to work and to come back doing things that we don't even like it, uh, where we, we don't have that, that take time uh, from our family or the loved ones or doing, you know. So I think, um, yeah, machine uh, can help us to, 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 to be more human. Yeah, um, totally agree. Um... Do you, do you happen to know Naval Ravikant, who's the founder of AngelList? No, no, I, I, I don't know. That, I think it would be very cool for you guys. Like, I don't know him personally, but if you ever get a chance to meet him, I think it'd be really cool. I was listening to a podcast uh, recently, and uh, he's got interesting views as well on technology and how things are going to progress. But he gave this a quote, you know, like you just said, like a man has or a person has that one life. Uh, there's a quote by Confucius, which I heard Naval quote, um, that every man or, or woman uh, has two lives. And the second one begins when he or she realizes that they have just the one life. So it's a pretty <laughs> cool quote, yeah? Interesting. Yeah, so I love that personally. So thank, thank you for sharing that with me. No problem, no problem. I, I was very deeply inspired by that. Um, that like you kind of once you realize you have one life yes. your attitude towards life changes and your second life starts that's a pretty cool yeah. cool meaningful thing um so uh kai you mentioned uh once already on the podcast and i think we talked about this a bit before singularity what is singularity and you know like how how does it relate to g, g general ai and um super intelligence just just quickly what do you understand under or what is what should should we see under singularity under that term? Yeah, I, I guess you know uh, there are different different uh, definition of it, uh, but I guess the most common uh, is when machine start to uh, be uh, better than us in terms of solving problem and so on. Um, for me, it's it it has a different meaning uh, because this. Uh, this way of saying singularity is mainly um, uh, technology view of it. Um, but for me, singularity um, is the moment that really nature were able to use technology to accelerate evolution, as mm. I said. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then it's maybe the beginning of the branch that I was talking about between machine and human. Um, uh, now, how it's connected with superintelligence and so on. So, yeah, usually sometimes people, uh, it's, uh, singularity and superintelligence are synonym. Mm -hmm. and, and, and people used to put in terms of chronology, narrow AI, general AI, and superintelligence. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said to you, I'm not sure we need general AI to get to superintelligence. It depends mm -hmm. what people put into this term. And the other thing too is, even though if we follow the same logic, the sooner we reach the general uh, the general AI, we have the superintelligence. Why? 
because just the machine can process more than five to nine concepts at the same time. Mm -hmm. What I mean is, let's suppose that today you have you have a doctor, biologist, or finance, or whatever, that has the capacity to tap into all available knowledge in his or her domain and be able to process thousands and thousands and thousands of criteria at the same time. Don't you think that this person would be a super intelligent person? So what I mean is, uh, uh, the intelligence is not based on how much knowledge you have. Mm. It's based on how much knowledge you can combine. I see. Interesting. Okay, gotcha. So that's yeah. that's the whole uh, part where you're talking about the reasoning. That's what exactly. it is. Exactly. So it's why we used to say, and it's it's, it's why you know in, in, in my presentation I always talk about the the lady or tiger just to show that. We, 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 it's about combining knowledge that we solve problem, not just how much knowledge we have. And today, the world is looking for to have more and more knowledge, which is great. And it's why machine learning is there. We have more and more knowledge, but it's not enough. It's about how much knowledge we can combine together. Mm, fantastic. Fantastic. I, I love how all this came together. Um, hi, so you mentioned uh, in your presentations that uh, you talk about uh, a certain thing. That, that is a great segue. I want to uh, give a quick, like, very exciting news, share some exciting news for, with our listeners that you're coming to Data Science Go to present uh, 2019. So you were in 2018 as a guest and we got to catch up and hang out. It was really cool and went to that dinner. It was a fantastic time. But now in 2019, you're coming back to be a presenter at Data Science Go. Very excited. This is, uh, if anybody doesn't know yet, it's end of September this year in San Diego. Tell us a bit about that. Like, how do you feel of coming to Data Science Go to present and what will you be talking about? Uh, first of all, uh, thank you very much for, for having me uh, at, at, your, at your event. And like I said before the podcast, I mean, I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing because you really uh, try to, um, you know, uh, motivate and, and, and make people aware about everything around uh, data science. Uh, but like I said, data science is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's so, it's so important that people understand how crucial is that. So uh, the goal of my talk, and it's not just for data scientists, which of course is important, but it's for general public as well, is, is to make people see that, like I said, data science is just the beginning. You have to see the bigger picture. You have to see why we do data science. We do data science for two main things. One is to have more knowledge, and two is to build predictive system, uh, pattern recognition. But to go to the next step, it's about reasoning and problem solving. So the talk is about how these two things interact to each other. So both of them can benefit from each other. Because if you only think about data, um, you're going to miss the big picture. And the talk is about too, is to understand which based on the application, or the problem you try to solve, then you know if you need only about machine learning, or you need only about system reasoning, or you will need both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Like I'm looking forward to that already. How to combine 
especially after listening to this first part of the podcast where we learned about uh, reasoning, how to combine that and how these two pillars of data science, more knowledge and building predictive systems, how they can be combined and uh, reasoning, what, re what role reasoning plays in all of that. Super excited. And I hope those of you who are listening and are coming to Data Science Go are super pumped about Kai's talk as well. I think you're going to have a whole crowd of people attending your talk, Kai. Very pumped. So at this stage, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about something else that you're doing, which I find very inspiring and very admirable. You are a mentor. So you uh, are part of this, uh, I think it's like a, a network called Connect, or is it a group? And I'd love for you to tell us a bit more about that. But basically, you spend time giving back to the community of entrepreneurs, things that you have learned in your entrepreneurial journey. So tell us a bit about that. Why, why do you do it? And um, what, what, uh, what are some interesting highlights from there? Yeah, uh, first of all, unfortunately, uh, I have to slow that down because uh, the company uh, is in a very uh, active mode right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's uh, I had it to stop uh, for now. But the idea, as as you said, I mean, you know, I learned a lot from when I started. I I, I really knew nothing uh, mm -hmm. about business. I even even never heard about business plan to. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people help me mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, give me advice. But, you know, advice, it's important you take the advice that are positive advice. <laughs> Don't take advice from experts that are telling you, no, this you cannot. No, this cannot. Only, only take the one that say you, okay, yeah, this you can. Mm -hmm. So what I mean is that it, it was helping me a lot. So, um, it's important for me to 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 give it back uh, and 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 to see uh, if I can help some some younger entrepreneur to you know to to go to the right direction faster than have to you know experience uh, things. Uh, so Connect is a very interesting organization. Um, they've been there for thirty years. Uh, the people are over there are, are, are fantastic. Um, I have uh, actually today a lot of people from Connect working at, at Thinking Not Life Science mm -hmm. uh, because, as you know, Connect uh, uh, now merge with SDVG, which is another amazing organization for for startup community in in San Diego. Um, so uh, it's it's really sometime you you just need to ask the right question to help the entrepreneur to realize something. And, and this can change, uh, can have some impact in, in the way they see their business. Mm. And helping somebody like mentoring or coaching is not even about being smarter. It's about having a different perspective, isn't it? It's like you see things from a different way than they do and that might help them open up their mind or see something, something new in their own thinking or in their own product or process. Well, I think, you know, uh, it's, it's not just about uh, 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 throwing out there your, your experience because uh, each of us, we have unique experience and it's very important to take that into uh, uh, account in terms of context. Uh, I think the first thing is it's about really to understand the entrepreneur because each entrepreneur is different uh, with the personality, with the ambition, with the reason and so on. 
So to help, first of all, uh, the entrepreneur to, to ask the right question, again, in this case. And the second thing is to then try to put yourself into their shoes and, and see with the experience you have, what would you do? Uh, so it's not just about throwing to them all your experience and, and that's it. It's, it's more about understanding who they are, uh, in what situation they are, and then try to to think, okay, if I'm in your shoes, this is what I would do because of this or because of that. It doesn't mean that it's a, the right way. It just means based on my experience, this is what I would do. Just just think about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, to- totally understand. And um, you mentioned you have a lot of people or quite a few people from um, Connect working with you now. Are you at the moment hiring any more for any more positions? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we we are hiring, uh, even though uh, so we are in the, in 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 the in the fundraising time. So, uh, but uh, what is important for me is to know people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I mean by that is hiring is so important. Having the right skill is one thing, but having the right mindset is another thing. Um, you know, uh, for example, uh, for me, uh, human, we went to the moon not because of the technology, but because of the mindset. Mm-hmm. Because at the time uh, uh, that Kennedy say, okay, we go to the moon, we, we didn't have any idea how to get there mm-hmm. so yes we are looking for to 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 meet people to know these people so when we get the full funding then we can have the whole team uh, uh, together right away uh, so we start already the interview and and, and meeting people uh, so we are looking for people who are really open-minded mm-hmm. uh, people that you know are not afraid of trying something uh, that they don't know. There is a, you were talking about the quote of Confucius. Mm-hmm. I have a quote that I really like from Picasso. Mm-hmm. He says something like this. I like to do things that I don't know. So I have a chance to learn. Mm, very nice. How to, I have a chance to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a mindset uh, that we are looking for because what we are doing, what we try to achieve is, is ambitious, uh, which means that a lot of time we are going to realize we are wrong and we have to change it. It's not a problem. We do it again and again and again. So persistent people, uh, of course, brilliant people with the lowest ego. If mm-hmm. we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Very, very, um, uh, very time, timeless approach. Persistent, talented people with lowest ego. And what are your comments on You've dealt with a lot of entrepreneurs. You were and are an entrepreneur yourself. Any advice for listeners who are into data science, who are um, data scientists and are considering maybe becoming entrepreneurs? Is Does being a data scientist give you an advantage uh, at being an entrepreneur? And what areas is uh, data science most be- or best positioned to disrupt in the coming years? Uh, interesting question. Um, I think that, you know, uh, the, the short answer is yes, it's help uh, mm-hmm. to be data scientist. Uh, not just because it's about data science, but because when you are data scientist, you have a certain uh, way of thinking. 
mm-hmm. which means okay what do i have as as a data and based on that what can what can i deduce from there and if it's not right how i can improve it so it's 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 a way of thinking that will help you uh, to to build your company because company of course it's about uh, you have different kind of company you know uh, people always talk about in marketing the red ocean or the blue ocean the red ocean is where you try to do 10% better than your competition and the blue ocean and when you create a totally new market so of course it depends on your personality what you want to do but still uh, you need to gather data you need to then analyze them and think about it and so on now related to data science itself of course today uh, it's it's a very important skill. However, it's important that people see that very rapidly a number of tasks that data scientists are doing will be automated uh, mm-hmm. with more and more software, making it easier and easier. Uh, and uh, so your value is not just about doing data science. It's about thinking with data science. Um, I don't know if, 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 if it makes sense what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I try to say that, think about how to apply data science. What is the consequence of applying it and how you can apply it? Do you have enough data? How, what kind of data and so on? And uh, uh, does a competition can have this data or not? Um, so the technique as any technique uh, evolve and become easier and easier, it, it will know more a barrier of entry to entry. So don't 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 um, don't take data science just as a, as an asset by itself, but use it as the way of thinking and think about your business through it. Very wise words. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Uh, data science, not just an asset, it's going to get easier to do, and therefore it's going to become more democratized. Yes. Use, use the thinking approaches that you've developed, the type of mindset. Like you said, success is is about mindset as much as it is about um, mechanics. In fact, Tony Robbins says that success is 80% psychology, 20% mechanics. It's, it's all in your head. And by you know having this background in data science is a huge advantage, in, specifically in terms of mindset, not just the well, doing. No, absolutely. Uh, and I, I would be even more extreme. For me, everything is about mindset. Mm. Totally, totally agree. Well, Kai, I just looked at the clock. I cannot believe how fast this hour has gone by. I feel like we're just getting started. I could talk, we could keep talking for at least another few hours about all of this but i we need to wrap up to we've approached the hour mark um i wanted before i let you go please tell us how can listeners find you and follow you or learn more and get more of these amazing knowledge bombs that you shared today on the podcast uh well first of all you know i i I am on 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 linkedin so Mm -hmm. it's 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 easy just 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 contact me there uh uh, and maybe uh, putting like it's it's come from the podcast of uh, data science go then I, I will understand the context of it because I I try not not to 
to to take uh, contact of you know people that I have no idea or they mm-hmm. try to have just marketing or something. But if 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 the people mention that it's from a data science go, then it would be different. So I think this is the the best way to to contact me. Otherwise. Uh, yeah, we have the the website thinkingnotlifescience.ai, and and you can find the email over there. Fantastic! And of course, people can come and find you in person at Data Science Go in uh, 28th sure. September this year. I think that would be that would be a really cool encounter. And uh, of course, and we'll mention all we'll share all these links and um, URLs in the show notes for this episode. One final question, Kai, for today: What's a book? that you can recommend to our listeners that can impact their careers or their lives, something that's, uh, that you found useful for yourself? Yeah, this is a, a tough question. We mm-hmm. talked about that before the, 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 the podcast. But I, I, I was thinking there is a, a recent book that uh, can be interesting to start to think about reasoning. It's called The Book of Why from Judah Pearl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really explained very well, you know, the difference between machine learning, reasoning, where you go, and so on. So I would I would recommend uh, this book. Gotcha. Could, could you repeat the name, please, again? Uh, the Book of Why. The Book of Why. Gotcha. From Judea Pearl. Uh, Pearl, of- uh, P-E-A-R-L. And Judea is J U D E A. Thank you. The book of why. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Kai, for joining me today for this chat and sharing these amazing insights and uh, philosophical things for people to think about. And best of luck with your project. This sounds extremely exciting. Uh, The reasoning engine. And if that's going to be the new Google, then that is going to be so epic and going to make so many lives easier and more fun and and get so many cool answers. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, dear friends, for tuning into the Super Data Science Podcast and joining me and Kai for this episode. What an amazing person Kai is and what a fantastic conversation. All these insights that he shared with us today, I am super pumped and super humbled to have been part of this and to learn these things. So this whole idea about um, reasoning engines and creating reasoning versus being just simply data driven or machine learning driven, that is a brand new idea. And you can see that it takes somebody who really thinks about philosophy, who really considers the future, has visions, has ideas, It really takes a person like that to come up with something as complex and it takes a lot of courage to jump into that, create a company around that and push the world in that direction, push the frontiers of technology into the space of reasoning. I really appreciated what Kai said about questions versus answers and it'd be interesting to see if indeed that's where the world will end up. It sounds like a very exciting place to be in. On that note, you can get all of the show notes for this episode at www.superdatascience.com slash 277. As mentioned on the podcast, Kai will be joining us for Data Science Go 2019, which is on the 27th, 28th, and 29th of September this year in San Diego. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, make sure to go get them at www.datasciencego.com. 
That's datasciencego.com. Get your tickets today while they're still on special promotion and you can meet Kai and many other speakers and entrepreneurs and influencers and fellow data scientists in person. We're looking forward to hosting from 600 to 800 data scientists this year. Can't wait to see you there and network with you personally. Once again, that's datasciencego.com and I'll see you there.